Welcome to ResTalk, your source for the latest insights, trends, news, and resources from leaders in the building performance and rating world. Here's your host, a committed building science enthusiast and registered professional engineer, and the podfather of energy efficiency, Bill Spohn. Welcome back to another episode of the ResTalk podcast. It's our goal at ResTalk to communicate late-breaking news and thoughtful insights about all the topics in the rapidly expanding world of residential energy ratings to all the stakeholders in the ResNet ecosystem. So whether you're a housing consumer, rater, builder, realtor, or appraiser, you want to hear more about the evolving trends in home energy ratings. I'm your host, Bill Spohn, and I've worked in the HVACR and building performance markets for over 30 years, and I've been interfacing with the team at ResNet for nearly that whole time. What are some of the qualities embodied in outstanding board leaders? Perhaps someone who has experience in business leadership roles or a person that has a proven track record in developing and executing strategy. Maybe it's someone who demonstrates a forward-thinking mentality. On today's podcast, we are joined by two outstanding board leaders, Mark Johnson, who is Executive VP and Director of Business Development at the International Code Council, or ICC, and Cy Kilborn, Vice President of Engineering at Ecotrope. We'll learn about their backgrounds and growing involvement with ResNet over the years and how fitting they are to take on these roles. Mark is board president and Cy is board VP. Mark will describe his plans to continue to ensure that ResNet is the gold standard within the industry, which includes the growing interest in and use of the carbon index. Cy notes how he will help encourage and support the opportunities offered in the field in code compliance work, ESG reporting, in the extension of the 45L tax credit. Mark and Sai are focusing on the realization and execution of these and other initiatives. So on to our conversation with Mark Johnson and Sai Kilborn, who are the new ResNet board leaders. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. You've recently, in January 2023, been elected to board president and vice president by the ResNet Board of Directors for a two-year term. And I'd like, maybe, Sai, you give us background on how that process works, the voting in. And first, give us an introduction of who you are, where you're from. So, Sai Kilborn speaking here. I'm from Boston, speaking from Boston right now, South Boston. And the company that I work for is Ecotrope. We provide HERS rating software to the HERS industry. We also provide solutions for utility programs as well as other stakeholders in this industry. So I've been around the industry for quite a while, and I think we'll get into our backgrounds a little bit on this call, but I won't go too deeply at this point. But the process is pretty simple. So the executive committee of the ResNet Board of Directors which is, I believe, five people, nominates a slate of candidates of officers for the next term. Those nominations go to the ResNet Board of Directors to vote on. And if each is approved, then those officers are awarded their positions. We'll turn to Mark here. Mark, please introduce yourself and give your background. You're a regular here, but do it anyway. Thank you, Bill. I'm Mark Johnson. I'm the Executive Vice President at the International Code Council, A little bit of my background, my educational background is electrical engineering with a second degree in economics. I've worked for building code and standards organizations for nearly 40 years now, 
and also to working at the International Code Council. We are the nation's leading developer of model building codes, which include one of our flagship documents, the International Energy Conservation Code. But in addition to being a leader in the promulgation of building codes and standards, ICC also provides a complete suite of ancillary support services. And these support services serve as aids in the implementation and compliance with these model codes and standards that we produce. And I'm calling in from out here in sunny California, out here in Brea, California. Thank you, Bill. Oh, thank you. We'll be talking about your involvement with Resident Up to Now and how you moved into these board positions. So I'll go back to Mark. What's been your engagement or involvement with ResNet so far? Well, I first became familiar with ResNet through its CEO, Steve Baden, I think it was back in around 2015. And prior to this meeting, I had a very limited understanding of the home energy rating market. Steve did spend time getting me up to speed pretty quickly. And through our discussions with Steve, myself, and our CEO, Dominic Sims, we recognized early on that there were synergies that existed between ICC and ResNet. We both had interest in energy efficiency, building performance. I think from a ResNet perspective, they were coming at it from an energy performance standpoint. ICC was coming at it from more of a safety standpoint. Through these discussions, Steve, myself, and Dominic decided to embark on a journey together to leverage the respective synergies that both of our organizations brought to the table. The outcome included quite a few successes. We collaborated on four ResNet ICC standards, which includes 301, 380, I think there's another one, 850, and 310. But all these standards, a common feature was they all were really designed to enhance the performance of new residential construction. So I think that was a major success between ICC and ResNet working together. We also further collaborated in the area of training on energy training programs, and also to thereafter work together to develop a certification program called the IECC HERS Code Compliance Specialist Certification Program, which I think now we have somewhere around 250 certificates currently. In addition, the organizations have worked hand in glove to promote certified HERS raters as a resource for municipalities and jurisdictions within the energy code compliance space. One of the challenges faced by jurisdictions today is that they have a huge mandate to enforce a multitude of codes, and it's hard to be experts on every aspect of the building sciences. So certified HERS raters serve as a resource with regards to energy code compliance that jurisdictions can use as third parties. So that's been very instrumental and helpful to ICC's membership. Excellent. Oh, and just a couple of things I omitted too. I previously have served on the ResNet board for about six years now, and until recently was in the capacity of ResNet's vice president, which now Sai has taken on that task. Thank you, Mark. Sai, give us your ResNet resume. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe a little bit of background about me first. So mechanical engineer by education. I'm really focused on energy and environment during my studies. And towards the end of my studies, I did a research study one summer at MIT and was really focused on optimizing building decisions, modeling energy in homes, and figuring out how can we make the best decisions from both a cost and performance perspective and the group and professor that I was working with on that project, we all decided this is a pretty interesting space. There's a gap here, and we think that we could start a company out of this concept. 
And thus, my current company, Ecotrope, was born. So that's the way that I got into this industry. I took my Raider training in 2013 as a way to start to understand this industry and realize what HERS Raiders are going through and how this process works. I never actually became a commercial HERS Raider, but took that training and passed my test. And then shortly after that, our company started working on getting our software accredited as a HERS rating software tool. So that was my next engagement with ResNet and going through that accreditation process and really learning a lot of folks in the industry and going through a deeply involved process of making sure that all the boxes are checked and the software is providing an accurate and compliant HERS rating score. Through that process, I got to meet a whole lot of folks on the board some of which are still on the board today, some of which are not, but remain really good industry friends and mentors. But through those connections, I determined that I think it's a good idea for me to actually join the board and try to provide some support and do a little bit of service to try to move the industry forward. So I joined the board shortly after that. I think that was four years ago, but maybe six years ago. I'm honestly not sure. And since then, have served on several committees with ResNet and Committees are really where you put a lot of the effort in and get a lot of this stuff done. So that's not only board members, that's volunteers as well. But some of the committees that I've served on have been working on the ResNet and utility efficiency program harmonization to make sure that that relationship is smooth and functioning well. Also working on software consistency across the various software tools and working on QA enhancements as well for ResNet QA providers. You both sound very well positioned to be the board president and vice president, respectively, with all of your background and the efforts that you put into this. Give us a little perspective on what the plans are for the board in this coming two years or so. I'll go to Mark first. I think first and foremost is to work with my fellow board members and the ResNet members to continue to ensure that ResNet's programs continue to maintain its place as a gold standard within our industry. Also, too, I think it's important to continue to collaborate with our industry partners to work towards increasing the percentage of new homes that receive HERS ratings. In fact, I think just recently it surpassed the 3.6 million mark for homes that have been rated. And I think that signifies an increase of around 28,000 new homes rated from 2022. We're showing definitely an increase in the ratings, but I think to keep that momentum going is critical to the success of the organization as well as the Raiders we serve. I think one exciting area that has really got me pumped up is the area of carbon index ratings. I know that this year ResNet will be launching its ResNet HERS carbon index, and I think that offers a whole new business opportunity for the HERS raters we serve, similar to a couple of years back when we came out with the water rating index. So I think it's important that we keep looking as we move forward to adding new opportunities for the HERS raters we serve, but also to continue to more diversify our business. I think that's important. So I think as we're moving forward, working with the board and the membership, I think those are just a couple of highlights. But I'm sure during our conversation on this program, we're going to hit a lot more. Sai, can you add some color to that? Yeah, for sure. And Mark and I see eye to eye on a lot of this stuff. So Mark, I think you really hit the important points. So maybe I can add a little bit more in terms of what I see as possibilities here. 
at this juncture for ResNet, I see more opportunities than I have ever before. There's such a strong list of promising growth opportunities for the organization, membership, and all stakeholders involved. It feels like a laundry list, but I'll run through them. And every one of these things I think is really promising, but there's opportunities on code compliance to make sure that when folks and inspectors are doing code compliance inspections in the field, there's QA involved and leveraging ResNet as a organization and structure to be able to do that and leveraging HERS raters to assist in making sure that homes are code compliant. And we've already made a lot of progress there. There's also some really promising initiatives with home builders around ESG reporting. Many of the top national builders are doing ESG reporting, which is environmental social governance, just making sure that they're proving that they are a responsible organization. And that's becoming really important and will only become more important as the SEC codifies some of this stuff. And HERS ratings are critical to the E portion of that ESG. There's new rebates that are available, new incentives from major lenders, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, as these builders are selling their mortgages to Fannie and Freddie. If the homes are meeting a certain energy threshold and efficiency threshold, they can get rebates from those entities. There's the Inflation Reduction Act with the 45 volt tax credit being extended for 10 years, and that is now where it was in the past a gray area in terms of how to get that tax credit, it is now clearly codified through EPA and DOE programs, which leverage ResNet as a home certification organization. So those are really strong opportunities now for raters. And then, as Mark mentioned, there's HERS H2O, there's the carbon index, both of which are really pretty well along. HERS H2O is maturing. And then there's the longer looking aspect, which is embodied carbon not just about the operation of the home, but the actual materials that are used to build it and what's the carbon that was expended to generate those materials and to build the home. So huge list of stuff, but honestly, every one of those is really exciting. And I think to date, ResNet staff and leadership and the board have done a really great job in setting all these opportunities up and positioning ResNet for success. And I think where we are now as an organization is in order to really level up, it's about execution. We need to capitalize on at least a handful of these opportunities and move them along. I think some of these things are in their infancy. Some of them have even maybe stalled out a little bit in terms of execution. And that's not really ResNet's fault, but I think it is something that ResNet can do to move these things forward more quickly. I think they've done a great job laying the groundwork, but now need to invest in execution and really realize this growth. And it's not all on ResNet, but ResNet can leverage our industry membership and partners to get everyone to invest. And ResNet can be the coordinator and the organizer to expedite some of these opportunities. So that's where I see us at this juncture to really move forward for growth. And for anyone who's listening who wants to dig a little deeper in these issues, some of the things that Mark and Sai brought up have been covered in past episodes of the podcast. In fact, the most recent one with Philip Ferry and David Goldstein, which is episode 113, we did talk about an update on the ResNet Carbon Index and dug into that a little more. And then the episode 103 from last year, we gave a recap and an update on the HERS H2O. 
So I think the perspective I have is these things take time to build, to layer, to put into place, to get communicated. Nothing is instantaneous, but it's a steady hand at the wheel with the board and with your leadership is going to get things there. Is there any particular future vision for ResNet, Mark? I had included the topic of embodied carbon. Are there any other topics or would you like to expound on that one a little? First and foremost, I see ResNet continuing to be a driving force in raising the performance of residential construction, utilizing such tools as the energy rating index, water efficiency index, and also the new carbon rating index. And also, too, looking at, I think, Sai, the prospects of a standard on carbon rating index with regards to embodied carbon. So I think those are things in the future that will continue to drive the level of building performance. And also from the code compliance standpoint, really expanding HERS Raiders' influence and impact on building safety and performance by really becoming a go-to source for code compliance. Who better than individuals that are definitely experts in the building sciences and also ResNet with its quality system and the ICC certification and ResNet certification program, I think it qualifies the HERS Raiders to continue to expand their portfolio of services. But the one I think item that I think it really captures my mind in moving forward is how we handle existing buildings. Over 99% of our building stock is existing buildings, many of which were built under outdated energy codes or some of which were built under codes that didn't include an energy code. So I think the real elephant in the room is how do we address the performance maybe of some of these existing buildings? Because I think to truly make the impact that we want to make overall on reducing carbon emissions, creating greater energy efficiency. We can't ignore existing buildings. So I believe that is a huge opportunity for HERS Raiders in this space, provided, and this is provision I will have to add to this comment, is that the right program is crafted with input from all stakeholders. There has to be an incentive for homeowners or others to want to get ratings for existing homes. So I think therein lies the challenge, but I think we can't ignore homes. I think it's just, it's got too big of impact. And this might not be a question you're prepared for, but in the Inflation Recovery Act, that's got a 10-year runway or lifetime, as I understand it. Is that a place, because existing homes, I believe, are a huge topic in that area. Is there any involvement there that the ResNet has or could look towards? I would have to turn that question over to Cy, because I think he might be more familiar if we're making an impact there or not. Yeah, happy to take a crack at that. There's a lot of different aspects of the Inflation Reduction Act. There is a lot of money. I can't remember exactly what the total is at this point for home energy efficiency updates for existing homes. That money will be distributed through the states, so not at a national level which I think provides opportunities, but also makes it a little bit more difficult to create a standardized program nationally. ResNet doesn't have any initiatives yet to capture some of that to start to standardize existing home ratings, but it absolutely is something that we could look towards. We would need to identify the right partners. This isn't something that ResNet can do alone. This needs to be done in conjunction with state energy offices. And like Mark said, I think we want to make sure that we're playing the right role in this. There's a lot of organizations and people that are interested in this. And so we all need to work 
together properly. So there's a lot to figure out there. There's no major initiatives yet in place, but it's something that we should look at. Very good. I happen to notice that the National Home Performance Conference by BPA was reviewing the final agenda today, and I saw ResNet has a booth there. So that's certainly putting ResNet in the middle of the conversation on existing buildings. So that's excellent. I think efforts like that to begin those efforts are important to continue. Are there any particular board-driven activities that are underway that you want to bring up or highlight, either Mark or Sai? Yeah, I think getting back to the ResNet HERS carbon index that's underway, I think in addition to expanding services for HERS raters, I think it's going to have a bigger impact than that alone. I could see some of the work being done with regards to ResNet ICC working together on the standards, particularly as it pertains to the carbon index. I could see some of those requirements seeping into the model codes like the IECC over time. So I kind of see some of the work that ResNet is doing to be kind of on the cutting edge that sometimes will find its way into model codes. Also, too, another area I think that we could have a real big impact and we're working towards growing this market is with regards to the challenges of drought conditions impacting various regions in the United States, particularly the area where I live out here in California. I think expanding the usage of the HERS H2O program particularly in the states like California that suffer from drought conditions, I think we're going to see some huge opportunities there. And I know ResNet has been pushing that effort. We also are focused on expanding opportunities for HERS raters, as Sai has mentioned, in the code compliance space for all three compliance paths that are contained within our IECC. And those compliance paths, um, most people would know, are the prescriptive approach, the performance approach, and the ERI methodology. So more on a personal basis, in aggregate, how much time does it take to be the chair and vice chair of the board or president and vice president of the board? I guess we're about to find out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but you certainly spent hours and hours and years working in the board. So it's a pretty large commitment, I would imagine. Yeah, it is. And to some extent, Bill, it is what you make of it. And I think to really be successful and help to move the organization forward, you need to put a lot of time in. You can be a board member and not put a lot of time in, but go to board meetings and provide insights. And that's okay, but you can also spend hundreds of hours on committees and working groups and investing more of your own time and resources into making these things happen. Being vice president or president or an officer of the board is a little bit of extra time. There are executive committee sessions and more discussions that happen at that level. But it's the same type of deal, I would say. It's really about what you put in. And I think Mark and I are both committed to capitalizing on some of these opportunities and moving the industry forward and making sure that ResNet stays strong and the gold standard of energy ratings. Very good. Yeah, and I think you kind of lose track, Bill, of the time that you've committed because it's something that we're passionate about. And sometimes this is something that just never seemed like work. It's uh, enjoyable. We enjoy what we do. And I've kind of lost track of the time I've actually allocated being on the ResNet board because sometimes, again, we're developing programs and it almost seems like a hobby that you're passionate about. That's probably the best way I could describe it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I sense that, and I'm sure others who know you and know that, and others who don't know you should get to know you too have some of that passion spill over upon them to get the same kind of drive and pull the organization forward as, as you have exhibited and the rest of the team on the board. 
So I wanted to give you a chance to leave the listeners maybe with one closing thought each, and then we'll wrap things up. Uh, Go first to Sai. I guess my closing thought is my current feeling, which is excitement. There's just so much here. This is an opportunity before us that I think we've never been in. And while ResNet has grown tremendously over the past five years, I think we have a chance to step to the next level. And that means helping to win our fight against climate change, but it also means business opportunities for every stakeholder in this industry, from builders to raters to lenders to product manufacturers, and ultimately benefits to the homeowner to be able to have the right information and make the right choices about the homes that they purchase and the investments that they put into those homes. So that's the feeling that I have right now. There's a lot of challenges and there's a lot of work to be done, but if we all put the effort in, there's no ceiling. Very good. Mark, closing thought. Yeah, I guess my closing thought is I agree with Sai on the opportunities have never been this significant moving forward. But the one thought I have is ResNet has done an amazing job in the performance of residential construction, but they do so by having tools, a talented group of individuals and the tools, the software needed to actually capture data. And that data, whether it's carbon index data, water efficiency data, energy rating index data, we can now pinpoint where we're having success and where we need to invest more time and effort. But again, it comes back to what gets measured gets done. But this data that ResNet has compiled is of tremendous value to our efforts to combat climate change. And also, too, can be leveraged in, through groups like the Department of Energy to really allocate our taxpayers' dollars to the best areas and where we should allocate our resources. So I think we don't want to lose that opportunity at this time and place to leverage the data that ResNet is collecting so we can better use our taxpayers' dollars to combat climate change. So that's really my closing thought. Thank you very much. It was wonderful having this discussion with you today. And I wanted to thank everyone for listening to this discussion with Mark and Sai, board president and vice president, newly elected for a couple of years to the ResNet board. And they got a lot of great plans and we'll see how they all come out and continue to build the process of ResNet as the gold standard. Thank you both. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for listening to this episode of the ResTalk podcast. If you're pro in the building market, surf on over to resnet.us forward slash professional to learn more. You can also find ResNet on Facebook or Twitter. A quote related to today's discussion with Mark and Sai. This is by Warren Bennis, an American entrepreneur. Leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality. If you'd like to know more about learn more about the topics we discussed today, there's a series of links in the show notes which you can get access to the mission goals and priorities, the ResNet board page, and then also background from LinkedIn on both Mark and Cy. If you're interested in feeding back to ResNet on what you heard here today, or would you like to hear a new topic covered or just have a general question, please send an email to info at resnet.us. If you've not subscribed, please consider doing so. As always, thank you for listening to Res Talk. Take care. 
Thanks for listening to the Res Talk Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Bill Spohn, produced by William P. Spohn, LLC, and is a production of ResNet, the Residential Energy Services Network. The best way to listen to this podcast is to subscribe on an iPhone using the podcast app or on an Android device by downloading the Stitcher app and searching for ResTalk. We would appreciate a review on iTunes or on the podcast app. This will help others find the show. We look forward to talking again soon on ResTalk.